Hi, my name is Tony Allen, and for the longest time, I've been searching for a platform to get my message out for my online ministry, Signet4713.com. Then I came across Anchor, and this was the perfect fit and platform for my online ministry. It's user-friendly, and Anchor provides every avenue for free to allow your voice to be heard. Without Anchor, my voice and dreams would still be silent. My platform with Anchor allows me to spread the gospel to the world. I highly recommend anyone seeking a medium to be heard not to think twice. Just join this magnificent team at Anchor and watch your dreams come true. God bless. Hi, brothers and sisters. This is Tony Allen with Signet4713.com, Audio Gospel Way. Today's episode is titled, The Second Adam. All right, the second Adam is, of course, Jesus Christ. Um, in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 45 through 49, it speaks about the second Adam. And the purpose for this was the first Adam, uh, when he gave in to uh, ungodly counsel as he listened to Eve, as she gave in to ungodly counsel and they both walk in, walked in it they uh, walked in disobedience to what God commanded and they lost the blessing and from there sin defiled the earth and alienated mankind from the fellowship of God so <clears throat> for that reason Jesus had to come down and be born of the flesh Although he was God in flesh, he had to come down to reconcile mankind to God for what the first Adam could not establish. Now, the second Adam, as we know, uh, did so without sin, the spotless lamb, without blemish. So it was through his blood uh, shedding at Calvary, uh, is which cleansed us from all sins past present and future so only through jesus blood are we made righteous in god's eyes otherwise we would be still dead in sin alienated from god it's through christ jesus in christ jesus we are made righteous in god's eyes your deeds your works that will never suffice to uh, put yourself back in good standings or righteous standings in God's perspective. It's only through the blood of Jesus Christ. All right, so uh, as it is written, <clears throat> verse 45, excuse me. So it is written, the first man, Adam, became a living being. The last Adam, a life-giving spirit. The spiritual did not come first, but the natural. And after that, the spiritual. All right, so they're talking about Adam, because Adam was formed from the dust and became flesh, and God's uh, breath uh, breathed in his nostrils the breath of life. All right, so <clears throat> the second Adam came in a flesh body, but it it came from the spirit in the sense, because Jesus, uh, as it is written, before Abraham, I am. Jesus was always with God. So, but he had to come and walk in the flesh 
uh, and die in the flesh so that blood can be shed to put us in right standing back with God so we can have fellowship with God so that we can come boldly to the throne of grace and ask for anything in Jesus' name. It's through Jesus, the second Adam, that we are made righteous, that we have our provisions. All right, so let me read this and we can go forth from there. All right, verse 46. The spiritual did not come first, but the natural. And after that, the spiritual. The first man was of the dust of the earth. The second man of, is of heaven. All right. Verse 48. As was the earthly man, so are those who are of the earth. And is the heavenly man, so are those who are of, the, of heaven. And just as we have borne the image of the earthly man, so shall we bear the image of the heavenly man. All right, so this is what explains that you have two images, all right? Your first image, where God said, let us make man in our image, is talking about the, the image of Adam, all right, made from the dust, all right? The second image that you re that resides within you is the image of God. God is spirit. That's the image of Jesus. Jesus is spirit, but he's God. He came down in flesh, but he was God in the flesh. So the spirit descended down to earth uh, from heaven. So this is what they're talking about. So you have both representations as you walk today. Now, Here's the thing. Because of what Adam did, flesh uh, became sin. In other words, it became an enemy of the spirit. The two always war against each other. All right. So that's why it is, it's, it is written, the flesh cannot please God. Because of what happened with Adam, there's nothing you can do in your flesh body that well, please, God, it's all about faith. It's all about spiritual walk. It's, it's walking in the spirit. It's communing in the spirit. It's praying in the spirit. Everything about <clears throat> our Father God is spiritual. All right, so uh, with that being said, <clears throat> if you go over to, excuse me, uh, Romans, New King James Version. Um, one second here. Um Uh, just bear with me. Okay, yeah, Romans chapter 5, uh, verse 17, as it is written, For if, by the trespass of the one man, death reigned through that one man, how much more will those who receive God's abundant provision of grace and the gift of righteousness reign in life through the one man, Jesus Christ. All right, so that explains that. Now, if you noticed the well, this verse of scripture, it talks about God's abundant provision. All right, so let's get back to the first Adam, so this can make sense to you. All right, the first Adam, when he was placed in the garden, him and Eve, God had provisioned everything for him. He did not have to toil for nothing. Everything that he needed, 
was already put in the garden for him. He didn't have to work for it. He didn't have to do anything. God said, just tend to tend and keep the garden, basically. Tend to it. Keep it. All right? He didn't have to toil for anything. All right? But when sin came into existence, uh, when the flesh fell, all right, this is when death came into existence. God never intended for mankind to die. But when Adam walked in disobedience and broke the commandment because of God is a righteous judge, he had to condemn sin. Not Adam, but sin. All right. So this explains also like uh, in that whole realm when Adam and Eve had uh, Cain and Abel and Cain murdered his brother God did not um, um, take vengeance back on Cain as a matter of fact um, God gave uh, Cain the, re the uh, assurance that Nothing will happen to him because of what he has done. Because Cain was like, well, God's like, you know, you got to leave. You got to go. You can't stay. You don't have to be out there. You got to work from that. You got to toil. You can do this and the other. So Cain was like, he was in fear because he's like, I don't have your protection like I had it. And if you leave me out there, they're going to kill me. And God just reassured him and said, if anyone touches you, they're going to get seven times worse. All right, so this goes back to um, the notion that we are under grace uh, from Jesus, but that's true. But God was always about grace and mercy. Okay, now, now, now you got to remember also the law was not in existence then. Okay, so Cain was not under the law either. <clears throat> the law came through Moses. All right, so just keep that. Uh, you know, in your memory banks now. Uh, with that being said, the whole idea about the name Adam is a reference to the garden, all right? Adam was in the garden. God provisioned everything. Now, as we read in uh, Romans chapter 5, verse 17, God's abundant provision of grace and the gift of righteousness reigned in life through the one man, Jesus Christ. Now, Jesus was considered the second Adam. All right, so now when we say referencing, when we say garden, so if Jesus is the second Adam, this is the new garden that we currently are in. Now, God is our provisioner. He provides. He's our source, just as he was for the first Adam. Now, let me make this, uh, I'll bring this a little bit more clear to you to get you to understand that um, everything that your heart should uh, seek and desire should go through Jesus because he provides. He's our provider. All right. Let me just let me let me give you an example in one of the teachings that Jesus had. All right. Just hold that thought. Now, if you go to uh, <clears throat> chapter, uh, go to Luke chapter nine. Verse 3, this is more of an, um, an illustration of the representation that Jesus was giving 
as God had designed it for the first Adam. All right. So as a second Adam, this is what he said to his disciples, right? Verse three, he told them, take nothing for the journey. Now, nothing. So that, that means God's going to provide. He's our provisioner. Just as he did for the first Adam, this is the second Adam. Jesus saying, I am the second Adam. God's going to take care of me. He's going to take care of me. And if he's going to take care of me, he's going to take care of you through me. All right. So Jesus said, take no staff, no bag, no bread, no money, no extra shirt. And number four, he says, whatever house you enter, stay there until you leave that town. All right. And he also says, if people do not welcome you, leave their town and shake the dust off of your feet as a testimony against them. All right. So in other words, uh, he's basically saying shame on them because the kingdom of God had just came to their house. And if they knew who Jesus was at that time, if they turned them around, uh, they did it to their own uh, uh, shame in, in a sense because Jesus was a second Adam, which means all the provisions would have came to that house. Wherever Jesus went, they would have been blessed. All right. So by shaking off the dust uh, from your feet, meaning the blessing is cut off, they can forget about it. All right. So this is basically what Jesus is uh, saying to the uh, disciples. Make sure you shake off the dust if they don't receive you or, or receive what you're saying. Okay. Now, if you go to the, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, the uh, book of Matthew, uh, chapter 14, verse 16. This is uh, talking about uh, when Jesus fed the multitudes. All right. Now, watch this. Now, now, just remember now, Jesus is the second Adam. Okay. According to 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 15, verse uh, 45 through 49. As we uh, went over now, now watch this. This explains it also. Now, verse 16, but Jesus said to them, they do not need to go away. You give them something to eat. All right. Now, he just testing their faith, basically, in this uh, verse. And they said to him, we have here only five loaves and two fish. All right. So Jesus said, he said, bring them here to me. Then he commanded the multitudes to sit down on the grass, and he took the five loaves and the two fish, and looking up to heaven, he blessed and broke and gave the loaves to the disciples, and the disciples gave to the multitudes. So they all ate and were filled, and they took up twelve baskets full of fragments that remained. Now those who had eaten were about five thousand men, Besides women and children. All right. Now, what you need to see in this is that when he commanded the multitudes to sit down on the grass, that is a place of rest. All right. Just as Adam had everything provided to him freely from our heavenly father, Jesus, as a second Adam, was representing in that same likeness. All right. By sitting, that is a position of rest. You don't have to toil. I will provide. So this is what Jesus did. Now, this was this verse is explaining. Now, 
this goes back to <clears throat> everything Jesus uh, was basically teaching um, throughout Scripture as he walked his earth. Give and it shall be given unto you. All right. So in other words, if you operate operating in the uh, kingdom way, it's all about sowing and reaping. I, I, I mention this a lot because I think it's very important that people understand that principle. The kingdom way is not the world's way, pay to play. The kingdom way is serve me and I will give unto you whatever you ask. Now, the thing about this is uh, everybody wants a free ride, but they don't want to be committed to the walk. All right. Now, the walk is to walk in the spirit. That means to walk as one with Christ. As Jesus says, I am the true vine. My father is the vine dresser and we are the branches. If we are a part of the vine, we will bear fruit. Okay, you can't help but bear fruit. Now, what is bearing fruit in this sense? Bearing fruit is basically speaking those things that God spoke. God's words are the fruit. We are to speak the same words that God spoke. This is what Jesus did when he walked the earth. He quoted scripture. All right. So for us to be fruitful, we must speak the word of God. This is being fruitful. If we are a part of the vine, we're going to speak those same things that Jesus spoke. We become one with him, just as he is one with God. All right? So, this is the kingdom way. And this is the way, if you want to see your life in prosperity and, and all the, the blessings come upon you, you have to do it the way Jesus taught. That is, sowing and reaping. All right? And abiding in the word. The word is God, God, and Jesus are one. All right? The word is God. All right? So you have to open up the book, start reading, saturate your mind and your heart with the word of God, and watch how God prospers you. You can't help but prosper. His word won't come back void. You can trust that. All right? So I'm going to conclude this message with saying, Praise the Lord for his mercy endures forever. God bless.